Hello, this is Robert Whitaker, and the podcast on this occasion is going to look at the branches of the internal iliac artery. There are two diagrams that accompany this podcast. The first one is off the website, and it shows a rather complicated pattern of vessels that branch off the internal iliac artery. A second diagram is attempts to simplify and rationalise the vessels. Now, the internal iliac artery is one of the branches of the common iliac artery, the other one being the external iliac artery. Soon after the artery arises, it gives off two small branches. I suspect that neither of these two are very important, but we might note them as we go by. The first one is the iliolumbar artery, which passes laterally behind the obturator nerve and psoas, and then it gives branches to psoas, quadratus lumborum, and the spine. There's also a little iliac branch from it, which goes to aliacus, the iliac bone, and then anastomosis at the anterior superior iliac spine with other arteries. The other small branch is the lateral sacral artery, which passes inferiorly, laterally, to the anterior sacral foramina, and supplies structures in this area. Next, we have to make the decision whether we recognise an anterior and posterior division of the internal iliac artery. Personally, I don't think this really helps enormously, but many of the books do stress this division. At this point, I believe we should turn to the second of the illustrations and simplify the branches as much as we can. Now, this diagram is a simple representation of the branches of the internal iliac artery, and what it shows is that there are three branches to organs, being the bladder, the rectum and the uterus, and three to other areas, which happen to be the buttocks, the adductor compartment and the perineum. I believe it's logical to start with the organs, and let us look first of all at the blood supply of the bladder. Coming off early from the internal iliac artery is the superior and then the inferior vesicle arteries. The bladder, as an organ, is very well supplied with blood to the point that you can cut almost all the arteries you can get at and the bladder still survives, probably from anastomotic vessels elsewhere in the pelvis. Importantly, a branch of the superior vesical artery is the umbilical artery, which of course is now obliterated in the adult. This passes forwards up onto the anterior abdominal wall and heads for the umbilicus as the medial umbilical ligament. A second branch of either the superior or sometimes the inferior vesical artery is the artery to the vas in the man. This passes across to the vas in the pelvis and supplies it in both directions. So that, with the superior and inferior vesical arteries, is the blood supply of the bladder. Now let's turn to the rectum. The branch from the internal iliac artery is the middle rectal artery. We need to just remind ourselves that the other two branches to the rectum are the superior rectal artery, a continuation on of the inferior mesenteric artery, and the inferior rectal artery, which comes in in the perineum from the pedendal artery. I suspect that the middle rectal artery is not a particularly large artery in either sex, but it's probably even smaller in females as the uterine artery takes it over. Because surgically we can tie off the inferior mesenteric artery as it goes into the pelvis without loss of the rectum, we have to suspect that the middle rectal artery supplies all three layers 
for much of the rectum. And then the third of our organs is the uterus in the female. We've already said that the uterine artery comes off at the same site as the middle rectal, and it probably replaces it largely in females. That's not to say that there isn't a middle rectal artery in females, but the middle rectal artery is probably replaced largely by the uterine artery. So those are our three organs that we need to supply in the pelvis. It's worth just mentioning that the uterine artery comes in at about the level of the cervix and then has branches which pass up the uterine wall to anastomose with the ovarian artery and it has branches which pass downwards towards the vagina to supply the vagina itself. Then we pass on to the three areas which, just to remind you, are the buttocks, the adductor compartment and the perineum. So let's first look at the gluteal region. Now, the first artery that leaves the internal iliac artery is the superior gluteal artery, and this is passing off what is normally regarded as the posterior division of the internal iliac artery and passes through the greater sciatic notch above piriformis and supplies the muscles and other structures in the upper part of the buttocks. And then, again, arising from what's probably regarded as the anterior division of internal iliac artery, is the inferior gluteal vessel, passing out yet again through the greater sciatic notch, but this time below piriformis, and supplying largely the gluteus maximus muscle. Just a note about these two arteries, the superior and inferior gluteal arteries, they take part in the anastomotic arterial circulation around the hip and can even, in the presence of a block of the femoral artery, supply the lower leg by passing through the hip anastomoses and back along the lower part of the femoral artery. And then we need to look for the obturator artery, which passes down through the obturator canal, which is part of the obturator foramen, and then down into the adductor compartment of the thigh. And then lastly, we have the internal pedendal artery, which passes out through the greater sciatic notch, back in through the lesser sciatic notch, through Alcock's canal. At that time, it supplies the inferior rectal artery and then passes down to become the pedendal artery with all its branches. So just to summarise, we've seen that the internal iliac artery has two small branches initially, the ileolumbar and the lateral sacral, and then it divides into major vessels which supply the bladder, the rectum and the uterus as three organs, and then the gluteal or buttock region, the adduct compartment and the perineum as three areas. I personally find this quite a useful way of looking at these vessels, and I hope you will too. And that concludes the podcast on this occasion. Please visit our website at incidentanatomy.net where you can find the complete collection of all our podcasts. You can also subscribe, download or order any of our material. You will also find full details of our range of mobile apps.